Welcome to the Global Macro Trader. Welcome everyone. This podcast is based on the research report that was published yesterday, January 28th, looking out uh, this upcoming week of the markets and really for most of the year as well as as the research report goes into uh, my thoughts over several different paths that both equities and fixed income can take this year. The obligatory disclaimer, nothing in this podcast or research report uh, should be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell anything. These are just my own views and how I am positioning my own portfolio. So do not buy or sell anything based on what I say. You can find all the information at the globalmacrotrader.substack.com. The global macro trader is all one word, followed by a period and then substack.com. It is free and it is a weekly research report. So before I get into the longer term views, I, I did a quick recap over the data from the prior week, which included PCE data as well as income and spending. PCE data certainly look good. The Fed will definitely like that number. However, as I outlined in the research report, there are a number of other data points recently that the Fed will not like. This includes GDP, this includes income, includes retail sales. There's a number of different data points that do not align with an economy that is slowing down so much that they need to be cutting rates anytime soon. I've been pushing back for most of, well, this year has only been this number of weeks, but when the the probabilities of a March cut got up to about 80%, to me, that was, it, it was ludicrous in the sense that every, that would be contrary to everything that the Fed officials have been saying and pushing back on for so long. If the economic data were to tilt significantly worse, that's a different story. But given what we're seeing so far, they're just not going to be able to change the narrative that they can cut. To be sure, cuts would be positive for equities if they were to happen soon. I go into the the research report a little more detail about how to position myself coming into this year based on what happens with the economic data, both the current trends and the shift, because I do think there still is a greater than 50% chance of a recession this year, but that is not how one should trade it based on just a theory. I'm simply looking for the indications when to adjust my portfolio. So, I mean, I've been worried about recession for a while, yet I've also been long the S&P 500 and the SPX specifically uh, since 4,400. So it's up several hundred points. Um, I, I never stand in front of a freight truck. So in terms of when the the technical underlying uh, allocation of capital is moving into a certain market, you don't want to fight that. So that's something that I go on at quite lengths in the research report, making sure that people clearly understand 
that there is a thesis of how I see things occurring and how I trade it, which can sometimes be different, mainly because a lot of times, frankly, it's just the timing. So the timing can be off. And frankly, if you're wrong in terms of timing, you're just wrong because you end up losing money. So for example, for most of last year, if you, if you look back at the analyst expectations for earnings going to Q4 2023, they were double digits. And I said, that's not going to happen. It's well, it would be a very low probability event that could happen. And it did not happen. Well, so far, what we're seeing, the earnings are not coming in anywhere near that length or that strength. Rather, analysts have pushed out these type of double digit growth for this year. And that makes sense if the Fed cuts soon, gives the economy another boost. And that's one possible path. And then there's another path that I go into as well in, into the research report. But I also outlined that there are some signs of potential concern, not yet, but certainly things are starting to shape up and indicate that uh, the consumer is becoming weaker. So for example, I pulled up, I, mean, I was curious, I pulled up credit card delinquencies and we see they're clearly off the lows. Um, they're higher now than they were pre-pandemic. They are not to the levels as they were uh, over a decade in the, in the mid 2000s. That that's a fact, but they certainly have moved higher. Now the question is, if the economy is so strong, why are we seeing so many delinquencies? Right, that's something to watch. Uh, of course, the total amount of debt we have currently is also much larger than it has been. Well, any time really in, in past history. Now, I go into a little bit more detail about that. In the research report, I also discuss PMI data, which came out with some interesting interesting data uh, talking points if you, if you go into the details of that report. And then I went into some thoughts going into the FOMC meeting this week. Um, there are definitely going to be interesting, potentially interesting, um outcomes not that anything's going to happen this week but there are a few key areas to look for um from the fed including potential slowdown in their quantitative tightening process which i do think they are going to announce that probably not this meeting i think i think powell may chair powell may discuss that the committee has begun deliberating this slowing down and then ending of QT. So there's a little more information on that in the report. And then I also outline, you know, people talk about, well, once they start cutting, they're just going to cut all the way to the floor. That is not what they want to do. That is not what they think they are going to do. And a number of Fed officials have been quite clear about that. And in the report, I go into some more details about the two different types of cuts, the fine tuning and really what the Fed has done in the past. Um, and, and then the bigger cuts that we've seen in the last couple of cycles and then positioning of the markets. So the market still is looking at uh, pricing in about 125 basis points, approximate, give or take on whatever day you listen to this. And I think that is, I think the market is wrong on both ends. I think and have been thinking that A, they're not going to cut as soon as people think. 
and B, when they do start cutting, it'll be more than people think. And I know this, that sounds counterintuitive, but as I outlined in the report, it really is path dependent on how the economy performs. Because as it stands now, they're not going to be able to justify such a large number of cuts, such as, you know, things like wage data and so on and so forth that still are a potential concern for infl um, inflation flaring up. Now, on the other side, as I see it, if the economy cracks, I think that the Fed will be far more concerned about uh, the employment side of the equation, uh, assuming inflation continues on its path down towards target. And at that point, over the next, I'm thinking, we'll get indications of this economic weakness in the first half of this year, so in the next few months. So at that point, hopefully we have inflation coming down. If inflation continues on its path, I think the Fed will have to cut much more than the markets are pricing it. Because if you think about it, they think neutral is around 2.5%. We are far above 2.5%. So for them to, to, to have a policy rate that's any level of restrictive, if unemployment starts moving higher significantly, it's going to be very difficult for them to justify. So that's kind of, a, as I go into more detail in the report, that's my way of thinking of this here is waiting for some of these signs to crack. Until then, there are opportunities in the market. And there's a, in terms of fixed income specifically, the 10 year is a good area, I think, to trade because I think it'll be range bound, but I think there will be good trading opportunities within that range. The two years can be tough because until we see cracks, it's going to oscillate back and forth in a little bit more of a difficult position to trade around. Because I know for institutional money, they are looking for longer duration assets and looking to buy opportunistically when there are pullbacks. I think we are going to see those. And I think we are going to see that kind of buying step in. On the front end, I think a lot of people are thinking the way I am. They are going to wait and see if the data starts to indicate economic weakness. And at that point, everyone's going to be rushing into the two-year. So I'm going to sit on the sidelines on the front end, even though I did have several trades last year in the front end. Um, and did catch most of the wave down the this recent move down in yields but for now i'm actually playing ranges and i go into some more detail in the in the research report um and then in terms of earnings season i also discussed that i mean there's a lot this week is a huge week obviously for earnings season as this is the big big uh, firms are coming out this week but it's going to be very interesting in terms of if my view is correct. And even a mild recession, which is how I view the potential outcomes, we're looking at potentially a 5 to 10% earnings decline. Everyone is pricing in double-digit uh, increase. So if you have a, the forward PEs pull back just in, in the upper end of the range, we're over 20 now. But if you're pulling in the 16 to 18, 17 to 19 range, something like that, the S&P would, would, you know, reasonable levels would be the 3,700 to 4,100 area. Obviously, these are very big, you know, uh, ballpark estimate numbers. We have to see more information as it comes out. But 
the risks are clearly skewed to the downside because unless the Fed cuts, and this is that's a very important if, if they cut, I can certainly understand the justification for much higher equities. And most analysts that were talking about this year, they were talking about between, you know, the mid single digits to, to potentially double digits, you know, the five to 10% range. A, if you're getting, let's say 4% uh, with, a tr- with a US treasury, I'm not sure I'd want to stretch out, or even the bills, right? I'm not sure I'd want to stretch out into the risk curve to make that small amount. But two, the second point, if they do cut, that will definitely add uh, a nice impetus into the economy. And then we can see a justification, higher PEs, higher earnings, all those. But right now they're in restrictive territory. And this is a significant amount of time in restrictive territory that everything has to be perfect. And and we're going to see this. We saw this with Intel last week. They missed, they guided lower, the stock got hit hard. We are definitely going to see more companies encounter this type of situation. And so I think people have to be very cautious. I Again, I still remain long. I can continue to move my, my stop and trailed it all the way up. A majority of the position I did close uh, profitably, but now I have a small amount. But I am very cautious. I think there, there will be a good opportunity to go short this market, equity specifically. Um, and then conversely on the on well on the other asset class in terms of fixed income, if they cut soon, before economic weakness, I would get out I would of my uh, fixed income uh, investments because there will be another concern over inflation if they start stoking economic growth. So anyway, the the research report kind of goes into far more detail into all those different scenarios, and then I outline. Obviously, uh, the, the economic data this week, the jobs, the jobs data on Friday is, is very important, as everyone knows. A few other things to consider. Um, and then in the report, I outline the big asset classes that I look at, equities, fixed income, oil, and gold. So this was just a quick overview. Far more information is available at theglobalmacrotrader.substack.com. I hope you enjoyed this quick podcast and uh, certainly feel free to reach out to me. All the information is available on the research report and I hope you have a good week trading. Take care.